My name is Nicholas Haskins, and over the past 40 years, I have fallen in love with creating in my kitchen. I believe in scratch cooking, fresh ingredients, and positive energy. Join me on this culinary journey as we discuss the weekend food, and I break down a recipe step-by-step for you to make it home. Welcome to Nikolai's Kitchen. Hello, good morning, hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. Merry Christmas. I hope that you have an absolutely magical holiday season and that you're celebrating safely. I have a big, big shout out here to all the amazing folks who have reviewed and rated the show over on Apple Podcasts, specifically Melissa, Ken, Dan, and Sean. Thank you so, so much for your positive ratings over there, the positive uh, feedback. I just love it. It's absolutely amazing. You guys are incredible. If you have not, the best way that you can help the show, if you enjoy the show, if this is your first time listening, hi, I'm Nick. Welcome. (laughs) I'm really bad at doing that. I'm really bad at introducing myself and what this show is all about at the beginning of the show, but this is my journey. This is my journey of scratch-made food and positivity, and I want you to come along with me. Let's make some wonderful food together. Let's make some wonderful memories together. But if you want to help the show, if you do enjoy this and you want to get it out there into more people's ears, if you think that more people should be listening to this, then aside from sharing it on social media, the best thing that you can do is head over to Apple Podcasts. The link is down below in the show notes. Head over there, leave me a five-star rating, and leave a review as well. The score helps. The star score helps. But leave a review as well. Let people know what you think about the show. Let people know what you love about the show. I know these are really, really difficult times. We're going to talk in a moment in positivity about fear. And hopefully, by the time it's all said and done, how we can use fear to drive us in a better direction. How we can use fear to push ourselves forward. To achieve. To be something better than we were before. I just hope... With 2020, it's just it's just this, this crazy year of this pandemic. Uh, you know, life... Life is so much different for so many people right now. There's just all this uncertainty that seems to hang in the air. As long as we stay connected, as long as we do our part, I feel this very genuinely. Do your part to put goodness into the world. Do your part to put love into the world. Everything you can. Just give something to the people out there, the people around you. Just love them. Respect them. If everybody just loved and respected everybody else, just imagine the world that we could have. It is the holiday season, and you're going to hear this just a couple of days before Christmas. And I thought about what I wanted to do for a Christmas episode, quote unquote. I'm going to talk to you guys next week about the chicken that I make every single Christmas and about exactly what that means to me. But this week, amidst all the cookies, the snacks, the really decadent, rich desserts that we're all used to having whenever we sit down at the holidays, if we get together with family and friends, if it's safe enough to do that in your area, all these different things that we do. All these different things that we eat. And I'm going to talk in this week in food. I'm going to talk about making more Christmas cookies. I just sent out a ton of cookies to all of my amazing top tier patrons and Sean Ennis, who again won the Apple Podcast giveaway. I'm going to be doing those every single quarter for the Patreon boxes, for the, that Patreon box that I send out to all the top tier patrons. You're going to be entered to win if you are somebody who loves the show and you want a chance to win something, but maybe you just can't afford to throw me a couple bucks on Patreon. I get it. Life is tough, but I still want to enter everybody to win every single time around. I thought to myself, what do I want to do for a Christmas episode? And I'm going to talk about protein smoothies. Protein smoothies are going to be the featured recipe for this week. So this is going to be short on the back end of the show. It's going to be really, really short because there's not much to it. It's a bunch of ingredients and you chuck it in a blender. (laughs) 
but why? Why do that? And I want to talk to you guys a little bit about my journey about my weight loss over the past year and a half. What spurred that on? Where that kind of came from and, and, and the journey that it has led me on since. And I thought that it would be a good reminder. And I know it's a good reminder for me, which is the reason I want to do it most of all. Like I want to remind myself of my commitment to myself to be and stay healthy, to get as healthy as I possibly can, to work as hard as I can to recognize bad behaviors, bad foods, bad things, bad choices that you can make and to make better ones, to choose to make better ones. I used to weigh over 400 pounds. I don't know what the exact total was because I didn't ever weigh myself. The scale at the house couldn't even hold me. It was too big for it. Scale at my gym, at my job, couldn't hold me. Just flatlined out. That was, that's a rough feeling. That's a, that's a rough feeling. And, and, you know, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're somebody that you, know, you feel gross and you, and you feel like you're, you're really unhealthy and you're at an unhealthy weight and that you should do more, you are not alone. I promise you. My friend John died in March of 2019 and John wasn't nearly as heavy as I am or as I was. But he was the same age. He was about to turn 40. You know, he, his 40th birthday was only a few months after that. And I just turned 40 this past July. And there's something that, that happened in, in, in my brain when I was as big as I had ever been in my whole life. And just standing at his grave and just standing there and feeling gross and feeling disgusting, but also feeling this loss of my friend. I was just sobbing. And I just remember thinking as I was standing there, like, this is going to be me. This will be me next if I don't do something to stop it. So I decided to do something to stop it. I started working out a lot more, a lot, a lot more, but I was still eating the same. My eating habits had not changed. And then somewhere in mid-July or so, a good friend of mine, Justin, who runs the So I Married a Movie Geek podcast, which is on hiatus because of COVID right now, but my good friend, Justin Winters, who runs that show, started doing something called Drop the Sugar. And what that essentially means is not dropping natural sugars out of your life, not cutting out anything that has literally any type of sugar in it whatsoever, but it meant cutting out extra sugar, excess sugar, added sugar. Look at a list of ingredients on food. There's including added sugars listed on a lot of product labels. And there's a lot, especially in American food, a lot of added sugars. It meant dropping candy bars, soda, out-and-out -out desserts, cakes, cookies, pies, those kinds of things, especially if they're store-bought. And really paying attention to product labels to avoid buying anything with added sugar in it. Like, think about health foods that you know. Think about things like yogurt, which I've always grown up thinking, oh, yogurt's so healthy. Pick up just a stock standard container of yogurt sometime at a grocery store and look at it and just look how much added sugar it has. It's kind of absurd. It's kind of absurd. So he said he was doing this whole drop the sugar thing. And I said, what do I have to do? And he gave me the information and he said, Nick, you've got to do it. He'd been doing it for a couple of weeks at that point, and he was feeling so refreshed, so energetic. And I always felt so sluggish. I always felt so dead. I always felt so slow. Just had to drag myself up every single morning, and I had to slug back energy drink after energy drink or cup of coffee after cup of coffee. And I just never seemed to have any energy, no matter what, the whole day. 
I would eat a candy bar here or there. I would eat something or whatever that would give me a little bit of a, of a, of a boost or a little bit of a rush. I used to sit when I did editing stuff, especially for Epic Film Guys, or, you know, I went through a pretty bad depressive episode in like fall, winter 2018 and early 2019. I would sit and just, you know, first of all, my meals, I was eating, you know, I right now and on my fitness journey right now where I am, right now I should be eating between 1,800 and 2,000 calories a day without any physical activity during the day. That's where I am right now. I was eating 2,500 per plate. Some meals I was eating more than one plate. I'm that guy that I would go and I would stack that plate. I was eating a lot. I have a big appetite. I've always had such a huge appetite. My father will tell anyone that he ever meets that I know about my stepsister Amber's graduation party when she graduated from high school. I was still in high school at the time. I was either 16 or 17. And he had a big charcoal pit, a big open charcoal pit. And they did half chickens, just roasted over charcoal, marinated, you know, and you you ever go to like those firemen's cookouts and they have that big slop bucket full of that, you know, just a million chicken marinated is just so, so good with that big, just giant like paintbrush that they just dab in there, that big cloth brush that they sop it full and then slap it all over the chicken and just coat it. And you hear that sizzling and, and just my mind is taking me back there right now. I'm just hearing that fire sizzle and pop as that marinade hits it and those flames just licking that chicken and just that scent wafts in the air for miles. Oh, that is such a scent. That is a scent. He will tell anybody. I ate eight and a half half chickens that day. So four chickens and a little bit extra. That's not including whatever else I ate or drank. I was a lanky bean in high school, but oh, wow, could I put it away. Oh, my, did I have an appetite. Sadly, when you get older... Metabolism starts to slow down, even if your appetite doesn't. So one of the biggest things I needed to do when I decided to drop the sugar was I also needed to curb my appetite. I needed to control my appetite. I needed to limit my portions and I needed to get my gut to a point where it wasn't expecting an unholy tidal wave of food every time I ate something. But I was eating you're talking probably six to 8,000 calories just in my meals for the day. And then I would sit and I would be podcast editing or whatever. And I'd, I'd just stop at the store. I'd buy like a family size bag of Reese cups, plow it the, once in, in a night. Just oh, so unhealthy. I decided to start doing drop the sugar and I decided to start watching what I was eating. I decided to start really, really paying attention to product labels, really, really paying attention to what I was putting in my body. No more preservatives. I started cooking even more things from scratch, trying to do anything and everything if I could homemade so that I'm not eating these preservatives that can mess up your digestive system, that can mess up your gut. And I felt better than I had almost all of my adult life. I can't even really begin to describe to you how amazing it made me feel to just be eating clean and healthy. And then I started noticing clothes were fitting looser, but still no scale would hold me. Didn't go to the doctor because I just didn't like going to the doctor because I knew what was wrong with me. Anybody knew what was wrong with me. I used to have some, like my back was racked. Oh, it was horrible. I couldn't do anything. And I had a a desiccated disc at the base of my spine, which every time I sat down, it would kind of dry and seize up. So it hurt really bad to stand up. I had leg problems, knee problems, acid reflux like crazy. I had to take a prescription antacid. I had to take omeprazole. I think it's an acid reducer or whatever the case may be. Anyway, I took that for years, just taking a prescription and I don't want to ever be somebody that takes a prescription. Like I've just had some bad issues with medication in my life and it's just not for me. 
and I just, clothes were fitting looser. I felt better. I felt so, so good. And then my marriage fell apart. But I decided there were two ways that I could handle it. I could either get miserable, get depressed, binge, just go buy a bunch of ice cream and just powerhouse it, wallow, lose myself, possibly lose my life. Or I could stay on this journey. I could keep fighting. I could keep moving forward. Continue to avoid sugar. Continue to avoid anything that I knew that would cause me those kinds of issues. And that's what I did. I stayed the course. And before you knew it, all of a sudden, that gym, that scale in my gym at work, sometime in, I think, late October 2019, all of a sudden... I just got used to stepping on that skill and I would just take both sliders because it was one of those old mechanical ones with the sliders across the top. I just got used to standing on that thing and moving them all the way to the end. And then one day I moved them all the way to the end and that lever actually fell. And I could have cried right then. I could have cried just standing there right like that. Just I, I looked in disbelief at that thing because it was still tipped up. Like when I had gotten on the thing before, like it never mattered. Like every time I did anything with it, every time it was always just never moved. So I had to actually tip the weight back, started sliding it back and sliding it back. And then finally it balanced out and leveled out. And that was when I realized I was actually making a difference. That's when I realized I was actually, I mean, I I knew, like I said, I felt amazing. My clothes were so loose. And to date, I've lost, we'll say a hundred pounds. You know, I've plateaued a little bit and then the holiday season and all sorts of different factors. I've put a couple of pounds back on, but I've lost a hundred pounds. I'm hovering right about 300 right now. And I got to throw away all my old, well, I didn't throw them away. I donated them, but all of my old fat clothes, all my old big clothes, I got to quit taking the prescription antacid. I don't have the litany of back or knee or foot problems that I used to have anymore. And I've still got weight to lose. I'm still a pretty decently sized dude. But I've worked really, really hard to get here. And I'm not here to be that guy that's going to rain on your parade. I promise. I swear I am not here to do that. I do not want to rain on anybody's parade. Whatever makes you happy in your life is ultimately what I want you to do. But if you are somebody out there who's listening to this and you're somebody out there who, you know, doesn't see a way out, doesn't feel like there's a way out, like you're just going to be like this unhealthy person and you want desperately to make a change, but you just don't know how. It starts with looking in the mirror and telling yourself, I believe in you. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that you can and that you will. And I will. I've still got a goal in mind. I've still got a weight goal that I really want to hit, and I will hit it. I believe that I can. I believe that I will. And even though I've made, you know, like I said, I just made cookies and sent them to top tier patrons. I just made cookies again this weekend with Rebecca, which I want to talk about in just a little bit. But guys, make good choices. Avoid anything like, you know, making something homemade where you control the amount of sugar that goes into it is one thing. Like I've had on this show already, red wine brownies. Apple cinnamon cookies, all these different things, like a lot of different dessert ideas, a lot of different dessert options. I made banana bread this past week. I love banana bread, but I'm making it here, me, homemade. I know what I'm putting in that banana bread. Believe in yourself. 
And I promise you, you can do it. That's why this week, you know, with the holidays and, and with that propensity to just have whatever sugary treat is on hand, pause. Think about it. Are you happy? Are you healthy? Do you feel happy and healthy in your life? If you do, that's amazing. That's amazing. And I'm so, so proud of you. I'm so, so happy that you are so proud of who you are and you know who you are and you love who you are. But if you're somebody who was like me, standing at my friend's grave, 400 pounds, desperately wishing I could make a change because I knew I would be going into the ground right next to him if I didn't do it. I didn't have a way out. I didn't feel like I had a way out. I felt trapped. I felt like I could not do it. I didn't believe in myself. I doubted myself. And then I saw a box with my best friend get lowered into the dirt. You only get one life. You only get one chance. I promise you, you are not trapped. I promise you, you can do this. If you want to make a change, if you want to get healthier, if you want to do something, I promise you, you can be, you only get one shot at this life. You only get one go around. There's no do-overs. There's no redos. You don't get to start it over. This is it. Make the absolute best of it. Do you want to live in pain every day? Do you want to live in fear every day? What do you fear? We're going to take our break here in just a moment because I want to play some music, but I want to play some music with intention. And that intention is fear. What do you fear? What are you afraid of? I want you to just listen. The break's going to be a little bit longer than normal because I really want you to sit. I really want you to close your eyes, take a moment, and just think to yourself, what are you afraid of? What do you fear? So take a few moments. Think about that. And then we're going to get back and we're going to talk about positivity and we're going to talk about this week in food. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you very, very much for being here, for listening, for taking the time out of your day to put me into your ears and to just give this a spin. And I really, really hope that this makes a difference for you. I really, really hope that my show and that what I do can be a little bit of a boost for you. They can just pick you up and lift you up and carry you through the rest of your day. That's all I want, and that's what I so, so hope that I'm able to give to all of you out there. 
positivity this week, I wanted to talk about fear. And I want to talk about fear because I feel like it's important to face our fears head on. I feel like it's important to look at them in the eye, dead in the eye, and say, I will beat you. You do not own me. You do not control me. I'm afraid of going back to being that guy that was standing at my friend's grave, 400 plus pounds, absolutely gorging himself all the time, bitter, in pain, angry, depressed. I've still got my issues, of course. We all still do. And I've still got goals and I've still got things that I want to do, but I'm afraid of being that person again. I'm afraid of not being somebody in this world. Many of you probably don't know this about me, but when I think about what I fear the most, when I think about what I want to do the most, it's make a difference. I just want to make some kind of difference in this world. I want to do something in this world. I want to do good. I want to be good. Again, we only get one shot at this life and I want to live mine, being the best version of me that I possibly can. But we can only do that when we let go of fear. Now, fear can drive us. Fear can push us forward. Stand up in the face of it. Don't let it conquer you. you will, it will always be there. Like, it, it, like, I always, always have the fears that I have in my head. Like, when I left Epic Film Guys, I was afraid. And we enjoyed a relatively decent amount of success for an indie podcast. And I decided to just jump ship to go do my own thing just by myself. <laughs> I'm still learning. I'm still working. I'm still really trying, you know, working, making the artwork for these shows has been such a, a challenge and a chore trying to figure out how to use like a Photoshop type program to, to make the artwork and stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm still trying and I've gotten some positive feedback on it. And I'm really, really glad that people are responding well to it, but man, I'm, whew. I'm terrified. <laughs> I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Nobody does. But every day, I try to ask myself, have I lived my best day today? Have I put it all out there? Do I regret any of it? Do I regret any of the choices I've made today? Do I regret any of the things that I have tried to do or any of the things that I have tried to be? Because even if we're afraid, it, it doesn't matter. Let yourself be afraid. Understand that fear. Look it in the eye. Stare it straight down. Understand that fear. Understand that it is there, but do not let it define you. Do not let fear of doing something, whatever it is, whatever it is that you thought of during the break that you're afraid of. You only get one shot in this life and you never know when it's going to be your time. You never know. You never know when you're going to get that phone call or that bad diagnosis or whatever. And, and especially during this time of this pandemic, so much uncertainty, like I said, make the absolute best out of it. Live out loud. Live every single bit of your life as strongly and as good as you possibly can. If there is something, whatever it is that you were thinking about during that break, whatever it is that you fear, how do you conquer that fear? How do you move past that fear to get to the thing that you want to be, the person that you want to be, to achieve the goal that you want to achieve that's on the other side? What do you have to do? 
For me, I have to keep working. For me, I have to keep paying into that. I have to keep putting work in there and keep trying to make a difference because unless I try to make a difference, unless I work hard to do good things in the world and to put good things out into the world, then nothing's ever going to happen. If I just sit here and I don't ever do anything and I never have contact with anybody and I don't do anything, then it will not matter. If I want to make a difference in this world, if I want to be somebody And I don't mean that in like a famous sense or anything like that. I just want to be somebody in that I know I made a difference in someone's life. I know I have made a mark forever. That's what I need in my life that feeds me, that drives me, and it scares me. The older I get, the more I fear not having the kind of impact that I feel I want to or I feel I should. And I'm constantly chasing negative voices from my past that tell me I can't do something, that tell me I'm going to fail, that tell me I'm not good enough. But yes, I am. And so are you. You are good enough. You can do this. I believe in you. Even if you don't have the strength to believe in yourself, it doesn't matter because I believe in you. Let's believe in each other. Let's all believe in each other. Because what a world, what a world we can make if we all just believe in each other. I want to move from that into this week in food. And I want to talk this week in food about someone else's food. Because really for me, rather unremarkable week. I did not really do all that much. I've been just kind of eating simple things. Like just before I recorded here, I just tossed some drumsticks and some olive oil, salt, pepper, and a couple of spices, air fried them, and then poured my homemade Dijon mustard over them. You know? And, and very simple, very easy. Like that's the kind of stuff I've been eating this week, except for when I just went to Rebecca's for the weekend. When I talk about believing in yourself and when I talk about knowing or feeling, you know, confident, she doesn't think she's a good cook. She often criticizes herself and she's like, oh, I'm not a good cook. I can't do it. I'm not. And she decided to make Parmesan crusted chicken. Guys, it was so good. (laughs) Turned out so, 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 so good. She cut up all these fresh herbs and everything and chucked them in to make her sauce. Fresh basil, fresh parsley, fresh oregano, garlic, just so good. Had so many rich, vibrant flavors to it. The chicken, I mean, well, you know, I helped. I was the prep cook for the weekend. So she was obviously needing Parmesan cheese shredded. So I was like, okay, how much do you need? And she's like, eh, you know, so I shredded an amount I only referred to as a mountain. Because <laughs> it's Parmesan cheese. Can you really have too much Parmesan cheese, guys? I mean, we all know that, that you can't, right? And the breading was great. She just browned it over some olive oil and then finished it in the oven. Amazing. So simple. So good. I made a homemade garlic bread. I chopped up a ton of garlic and I mean, so much garlic. (laughs) Salt, pepper, some fresh parsley and some shallots. Chopped them up, threw them on there and then, you know, chucked it in the oven, baked it for... I don't know, probably about 10 minutes at 350 and then kick the broiler on to really start browning it on the top. Honestly, I should have chucked some of that Parmesan cheese in there on the top of that bread too. Made like a garlic Parmesan bread. Oh, that would have been great. I always, I Monday morning quarterback a lot when I cook and I'm like, why did I not do this? And why did I not put Parmesan cheese on the garlic bread? It makes such an easy distinction. I don't know why. But her meal turned out absolutely amazing. Absolutely incredible. It was wonderful. Was it how I would have made it? No. Would I have done a couple of different things differently? Yeah, absolutely. 
But that's the joy, and that's the great thing about food, is that everybody does it a little bit differently. You know, when I make something, when I get a recipe from something, or when I do anything in the kitchen, I want to do it with my voice. I want to do it my way. I want to do that thing and make it my own. That's why when I post these recipes for you guys, take them, riff on them, add things to them, take things away from them, make them yours. I am a starting point for you. Nothing more. Her meal turned out absolutely incredible. I know she's listening to this right now, and it did. It was amazing, and thank you for making it for me. We also made Christmas cookies this weekend. Christmas cookies to send to her family and friends. And again, I got to play prep cook, and I just got to make my own buttercream frosting for the first time ever. And I based it on the recipe from Ann Reardon from How to Cook That, which, again, amazing YouTube channel. If you're not checking it out, please do. Link is down in the show notes. I've never, ever made a buttercream frosting before. I did. It was absolutely amazing. I can't even say enough things about it. But what was really amazing, and I say this to all my patrons, you know, and I I told Rebecca, I'm like, you can't be messaging my patrons and telling them how great your cookies were or anything because then they're going to kick me off the show and they're going to be like, no, we want her to mail us cookies from now on. (laughs) But she made these Neiman Marcus cookies, they're called, and they're, she described them as chocolate chip cookies on steroids because they have ground nuts in them, ground oats in them, and they have chocolate chips, a lot more than I added to mine, but also chopped up Godiva chocolate as well. These things were so, I mean, it's that kind of chocolate chip cookie where legitimately, like when the the pan comes out of the oven, you just want to just shovel them into your mouth, like all of them. It doesn't matter how sick you're going to be later or how bloated or whatever you're going to feel. You just want to eat all of them. Oh, so, oh my Lord. So good. So, so, so good. They definitely beat my chocolate chip cookies so much to the point where I always, when I make cookies, I love the baking chips, heavy on the baking chips, whatever the recipes, you know, that I'm basing some of my cookie recipes on, I wrote 15 years ago, you know, based on my experiences at that time. And I don't know why, but I'm just, you know, looking at these recipes now as I'm doing them for the show. And I, for whatever reason, I'm just trusting in like 25 year old Nick implicitly when I probably shouldn't. (laughs) I probably shouldn't, you know, because he didn't know nearly as much about food as I do, you know, but, you know, for some reason, I'm just like, oh, yeah, two cups of chocolate chips. That seems perfectly reasonable. Not even close. It's not even nearly enough. Not even nearly. So I retroactively, like I went in after I tasted her cookies and I was like, why do I not have more chocolate in my cookies? Why do I not have more cinnamon chips? Why do I not have more apples? Why do I not have more peppermint baking chips? Bump that up. That's the star. That's what people are there for, right? You just need a good, wonderfully textured, wonderfully flavored cookie around the star. The star is that chocolate in there. The star is the peppermint chips or whatever. So she made me a better baker just in that regard. She also made little thumbprint cookies, which are coated in that same ground nuts. It was ground walnuts amazing absolutely absolutely incredible and just a little dollop of buttercream frosting in the middle she did sugar cookies and she did these little mint kiss cookies which are like wrapped in chocolate and then baked like mint truffle hershey kisses you know where they make these little balls coated in powdered sugar just amazing had a wonderful, wonderful weekend with Rebecca. And like I said, I love that kind of a thing. Like I'm not used to it. You know, generally speaking, like I love to cook and I love to take the lead in the kitchen and people know that. So they will very, very, very quickly defer it to me. And I'm happy. I love it so, so much. I love, love cooking. So I don't ever complain about it because I just love to be in my kitchen so, so much. But it is amazing to be able to sit back and relax and just let someone else prepare a good meal for you. And even if you don't think you're the best cook to all of the Rebecca's out there that are listening, keep working at it. Keep 
trying, if it's something that you want to do, if it's something that you would like to get better at, if it's something that you want to keep at, because I believe me, I'm screwing stuff up still all the time. I'm trying, and I'm going to talk about it in a future episode, not this episode, but I'm trying to get better at making homemade bread. And I still don't feel like I've made the loaf. And I know what you guys are thinking when I say the loaf, like you're talking about that loaf of fresh bread, that piece of fresh bread that you bite into it and you just want to fall over because it's so good. I haven't made that yet. I have not. I've made some pretty decent breads. I made some really bad ones, but I just, I'm not there yet. We have to keep working. We have to keep going forward, learn from our mistakes Absorb what we can through osmosis, everything that's going on around us, everything that we learn in the kitchen, and then make it our own. Believe in yourself, have faith, have confidence in your abilities. The only thing I did for that chicken is just check to make sure that it was done. She did such an incredible job. Just believe in yourselves because you can do it. You absolutely can. Thank you so, so much, everybody, for listening right now. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, probably the quickest featured recipe segment that this show is ever going to have. Protein smoothies. Don't go away. you guys believe in meal replacements? One of the biggest things that I needed to do when I did hashtag drop the sugar and made all these dietary changes was I needed to curb my appetite, as I mentioned earlier. And so Justin had started doing this protein smoothie. He said, dude, you've got to do this. It's the greatest thing ever. And I was like, I'd never really believed in it before. I was like, buddy, get out of here. (laughs) You know, I never, I just never, I never really thought about it. I never really believed it. And he was like, dude, you got to try this. Trust me, just do it. So I did it. And over time, I have made amendments to it. And I'm going to present kind of my amended version, what I do now. And it rolls in at roughly 500-ish calories per serving. And the recipe that I'm going to give you makes three servings because that's how big my Ninja blender is. If you have like a single serve or like a smaller blender or you need to cut this down, cut it down. His initial recipe, so for like a single serving blender, like the initial thing that he first gave me was a banana, a half a cup of frozen fruit, a cup of almond milk, two scoops of protein powder. Now I use KOS, K-O-S is the name of the company. It's a plant-based protein powder. I don't want to weigh in necessarily on the arguments of plant protein sources versus other protein sources. It was just the kind of protein he recommended to me. I've used a lot of different proteins over my life in terms of working out and and whatever. This is by far the best protein I've ever had, the best protein powder I've ever bought. They do a chocolate. They do a peanut butter chocolate. They do a vanilla. They do a mint chocolate chip, which I've never had. I still really want to try it. And it's roughly 40 bucks for a really big tub of like vanilla or chocolate that'll last you about 30 servings. 
So definitely, definitely worth the investment as far as I'm concerned. If you have a brand of protein that you really, really love, your results may be a little bit different from whatever I do. Because I don't know, you know, depending on exactly what your protein is, but generally speaking, it's still going to be pretty much the same. This is just what I love to use. From his initial recipe, I now make a blender full and I make three servings, as I mentioned. So I do three bananas, one and a half cups of frozen berries or frozen fruit or fresh fruit even. Chuck different things into this, vary it up, make it your own. When pineapples are in season, especially when you can get them super cheap, I'm cutting up and chucking fresh pineapple into this bad boy. When strawberries are in season, you can get them on sale really cheap fresh. I'm buying tons of strawberries. And what I'll usually do is I'll cut up like, I don't know, three, four, five pounds of strawberries and I'll portion them into containers and I'll either keep them fresh if I'm going to use them right away or I'll freeze them and then chuck them frozen into the smoothies. Make this your own. Some fruits you're going to get more mileage out of than others, honestly. Usually my go-to is blueberries. Blueberries are relatively inexpensive compared to other types of berries like blackberries and raspberries especially. But they have a lot of health benefits as well. So I'll do three bananas, one and a half cups of frozen blueberries, two to three cups of baby spinach, a cup of fresh broccoli crowns, just raw. You don't want them cooked or anything like that. I grew up my whole life. I hate broccoli so much. My stepmother one time told me this story about my dad. She makes this cheddar cheese broccoli dish every holiday she has as long as I've ever known her. And I've never, ever been able to eat it because I'm just like, oh, it just the smell of cooked broccoli to me is just, oh, it's abhorrent. But broccoli is insanely healthy for you. So I just chuck in a cup of raw, fresh broccoli crowns into this. I do one cup of almond milk and I do two cups of whole milk. I don't do all almond milk and I'll tell you why. Because I like my smoothies to be thick and frothy. I like them to be very, very dense. Because this is meant to be a meal replacement for me. And I feel if you make them with almond milk, they're way too runny. And it drinks too much just like a, a, a melted milkshake or something like that. Like it's just too thin to me. And then it doesn't fill me up nearly as much as it does when it's nice and frothy. And I feel like you get that from the milk fat. I do six scoops of KOS's protein powder, either vanilla or chocolate. And then I've taken to recently doing two scoops of their peanut butter powder as well. They do a peanut butter powder. It's like 16 bucks for this massive, massive tub of peanut butter powder, which is amazing. You get all the health benefits, all the great things about peanuts and peanut butter without all of the calories that you get from peanut butter, because peanut butter is a lot of calories, guys, like. 200 for like a tablespoon or two. It's kind of absurd. It's also really good though. Chuck everything into a large blender. Again, I have one of those big giant ninja blenders, so I can make three servings in mine. If you can't, please amend it and adjust the recipe down. Chuck everything in there, run the blender until everything is nice and thick and frothy. You're going to need like, I have two big like blender ball cups. They're called, they have that little ball whisk thing that you stick inside of them that you can use to mix things up. I have two of those big, big tall cups. They're about 20 ounces, I believe. So I will pour those full and then I will have one more serving just in the blender. And that's it. That is as simple as the featured recipe this week gets. This is my meal replacement. I do these every single day, at least once a day, sometimes twice a day. It Literally, it, it, they have changed my life. Like I said, about 500 calories for all of this. And you're getting all of the health benefits of the baby spinach, the broccoli, the frozen berries, the bananas, your almond milk, your whole milk, and then that protein powder. Oh. And it's so good. It's so amazing. I absolutely love it. I'm going to keep doing it into the future. I'm going to keep doing spins on it. I'm going to keep doing variations on it. But if you're somebody to kind of go back to the beginning of this episode, you want to make a change. You want to try to be healthier. You want to try to, you know, break through somewhere. Replace one meal a day with this. One. Start with one. And see how you feel. I promise you you're going to start feeling better right away. And that is going to do it for another week 
here on Nikolai's Kitchen. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much. I get so many kind comments on social media. The reviews that were left over on Apple Podcasts are wonderful. Everybody has had such nice things, such good things to say about the show. I cannot thank you enough for all of your kindness. Find the show everywhere on social media at Nikolai's Kitchen. Just search for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Go to Nikolai'sKitchen.com and it will take you to a page that has a link to literally everywhere you can find me out there on the web. Social media, podcatchers, you name it. If you need me, you will find me there. I love you guys so much. All of the support, everything that you guys have done to help me, to boost me up, to lift me up doing this show. I cannot thank you enough. I can never, ever, ever express my gratitude for people like Drew Hallam who heard an episode of this show where I talked about my mortar and pestle and I didn't have a big enough one. And then he ordered me this massive, this thing weighs 10 pounds, this massive mortar and pestle. Drew, thank you so much. I can never, I can never ever properly express my gratitude for good people like that in the world. Good people like Drew who just deserve like, man, you are the man, brother. You are the man. Please check out Drew's show, The Real Feels Podcast as well. It's a great, great movie podcast. And he is just genuinely one of the best dudes I know. Thank you all so, so much for listening. Thank you all so much for all of your amazing support on this show. You mean the absolute world to me. And I thank you so, so much for coming on this journey with me. Thank you.